Hello, my friend. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Tonight is going to be a good one, or today, or this morning, or on your walk, or on your drive to work, wherever you are listening to this, whatever time of day, I feel like it's going to be a good one. If you don't need it, I do. Okay, it's therapy for me. So we'll jump into it. But first, let me remind you of just a couple of things. I do have a weekly email that goes out that kind of keeps you up to date on podcast and other things that I have going on. There's some things coming up that you won't want to miss, so make sure that you have signed up for that email. Also, I have a free Facebook group that is full of Jesus and hair stuff and podcasts when they come out, just stuff like that. So that also is available to you. You can sign up for both of them at christinasmithmcculley.com. So that's christinasmithmcculley.com. If we're not friends on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, please go be my friend. Tell me that you heard me here. That, I don't even sound right. Okay, tell me. Okay, anyways, Christina Smith McCulley everywhere. Okay, if you want to email me, Christina at Christina Smith McCulley. I'm thinking about changing my name. It's kind of long. What, what should I come up with? Like, I was trying to think, like, do I need a brand or something? Let me not get off track. I'll be right back. Woo-hoo! Well, hey, y'all. Welcome to Claws of Confessions with Christina's podcast, where we're going to talk about the hilarious, not-so-funny truths about the Christian walk. Some people are called to speak on stages, but the Lord has called me to share my heart from my closet. Hey, I'm Christina, mom of three, married to my high school sweetheart, multi-passionate entrepreneur who has struggled with insecurities, self-worth, depression, and all that fun stuff the world has to offer. But God, He continues to remind me He is not intimidated by my mess. And when I spend time with Him, He reminds me who I am and whose I am. So if you're ready to laugh and you believe Chick-fil-A is the Lord's chicken, then come on into my closet so we can talk through this crazy life together. Okay, so I'm pretty sure I've already done a podcast on this before, but you know what? It is such a big subject, topic, problem in our world that I think we could probably talk about it every week, really. But, I mean, we don't want to always talk about anxiety, but let's just be honest. It is prevalent. Is that the word? What's the word that means it's like all over? Maybe not. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. But as I was... Um, with my friend yesterday, I was, you know, I, me and her were kind of talking about how it just feels heavy. And, you know, that's what anxiety is. It is like sometimes, sometimes there is real reason for anxiety, but sometimes it's just like a spirit of dread, heaviness, fear. You really can't put your finger on it. You don't know what's causing it. You just feel kind of, I mean, if you're listening to this, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about it because why would someone who didn't have anxiety listen to a podcast about anxiety? So I'm assuming you have anxiety because that wasn't the title. So mm, how many times did I just say anxiety during that sentence? I don't know. <laughs> so that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about some of the reasons we get anxiety and we're going to talk about maybe what might can help. Now, let's just go ahead and start this out by saying that I do believe that there could be chemical imbalances in our body that cause anxiety. I know for me, right before my cycle, my anxiety used to shoot through the roof. That was because my pH balance was off. My chemicals were off. Also, in our brain, we have chemicals and and sometimes they're off. So 
I have taken medicine before for anxiety. I do not want to ever make anyone think, because I'm going to tell you now, I'm going to tell you. The enemies had a field day with me with that, dealing with anxiety and depression, that my faith must not be strong enough if I need medicine. So I took myself off of it about a year, and that was the worst year ever. It was every other week a battle. Um, so I went back to the doctor. So I am not against medicine. I'm not cheering for medicine either because sometimes we might, I know me, might take something whenever we need God. I know I've talked about this before. I talked about one time on a podcast um, having a margarita one night because my, my stress was so high. And as I was explaining to someone, they're like, well, one margarita is not a sin. And I said, well, for me, the sin was that I went to that margarita instead of um, God. You know, I was real stressed out. I had a really hard day. My kids were wild, everything. And I was just like, oh, oh, like that. And I was like, I made me a margarita. And then I was very convicted afterwards because of the fact that that was my go-to, you know. And so sometimes I think we can go to medicines and other things when we need to maybe search out. Maybe it's not necessarily that. But there is, I believe, there could be a time for medicine. And like I said, I've taken it. Currently on it. So <laughs> there's that. Um, but. I believe medicine also can balance things out, but there's still anxiety. I'm going to tell you, there's still anxiety. There's still some days that you're like, just, you know, but for me, my personality is very um, high strung, energetic, and always going. And so anxiety medicine for me to take something daily just really helps kind of take the edge all off of always feeling like I'm running. Does that make any sense? Now that I've told y'all my whole uh, medical history. But anyways, um, so anxiety is a feeling of what? Heaviness, fear. And I do honestly believe that there is a spirit of anxiety. And he just kind of camps out waiting to plummet down on us and just almost paralyze us. And honestly, that's what it is. Because when I'm in fear of something... I am paralyzed. I mean, maybe you've heard the story for about the time that I come home, heard something in a Coke box, like we had Coke on the countertop because we didn't put it in the refrigerator, so I wouldn't drink them all because they're cold. Best thing in the world is cold can of Coke. I mean, I ain't the best thing, but I'm just, I sound like my granny Myrtle. Best thing ever. You know, she says everything's the best. This is the best thing I've ever cooked. This is the best thing I've ever cooked. She says it every day. I'm like, it can't be the best thing you ever cooked. You said that yesterday. Anyway, see, I'm getting sidetracked today. Um, come home. There was something in the box of Coke. My husband had to work that night. So it was me and my kids home. I only had two at the time. They were young. And I mean, I I knew it was a mouse. I knew it was a mouse. I heard it in there. I was terrified. I was paralyzed. I remember standing there thinking, I can't I can't leave. Like, what if what if he gets out and then I'm sleeping in here? I was literally paralyzed. It was crazy. So thankfully, I was paralyzed enough that I didn't want to leave the kitchen, but I did walk to get the phone and call a friend of mine. She went at home, left a message. I'm like, please call me back. And she lived down the road. So she calls back, what's up? I just come in from hunting. I said, well, grab that gun and come down here because I have got a mouse and Ryan is working. We got to get rid of it. So she comes down and she's terrified too. And so she hears it and she's okay, let's knock. Let's get a trash can, knock 
the box, the 12 pack of Coke into the trash can, run it outside and we'll let it go free out there. So we're both like terrified that this thing is going to jump out on us. I guess we thought it was like a dinosaur or something. I don't know. So we finally knock the box of Coke in the trash can with a broom, run outside, throw it down. It don't run out. So she's like hitting it, kind of pushing it with a broom. It will not run out. So she's like hitting the side of it. I'm like, oh my gosh, this mouth is going to be squished. We're going to see guts everywhere. Uh. So she finally took the broom and like tore open the box of cans and the cans rolled out and a beetle, now it was a big beetle, but a beetle rolls out with it. Like what? So that anxiety had me so worked up and paralyzed that literally I'll shut down and anxiety will do that to me. It will shut me down. Like I won't. I mean, I'll go to work, but I won't want to focus on anybody else. I'll just be kind of rehearsing things in my mind and like going over them over and over again. Um, Worry is anxiety, you know, fear, all that kind of falls under the same, the same subject. Now, let's, um, as a Christian, that we know we're not supposed to have anxiety or worry. So then guilt comes and hits me. Guilt and shame and then words from the enemy that says you sure don't trust god i mean what are you fearful what are you fearful about and then he, he kind of like throws things in there that i could get anxious about like maybe i hadn't even thought about but then i then he throws that in a dart a fiery dart at my mind and here i go now let me start worrying about that it's just a battle it really really is a battle and as i was looking up verses for this i found people who also in the Bible dealt with anxiety. It's not a new thing. I mean, we know it's not a new thing. Now, with the world we're in now, I believe it is just, you know, these, okay, so let's think about this for a minute. If Bible people could read other people's anxiety, other people's fears, other people's worries, the news, all that, then it would probably be, today, if we followed that tradition, I don't even know if anybody would have any peace at any time because it is so bad now from what all we can read and listen to. They couldn't, and they still had anxiety. You know, I mean, like, Martha had anxiety. She wanted to get clean, clean, cleaned up for Jesus. I know my house dirty will give me anxiety, and there won't even be nobody coming over. And I have to tell myself that. Christina, you're not on a deadline. Just chill out because it's just overwhelming. It, it makes you feel like... But, you know, I work full-time. I have three kids. They're in sports. I mean, it's hard to keep a house clean. And if it gets really bad, I'll just like, okay, everybody stop. And everybody picks up. Or if I have a couple hours with nobody home, which is hard because five people live in this house, then I can pick up real fast and that will help the anxiety. So, you know, there is sometimes that anxiety is created by surroundings. We know that. You know, Mary and Joseph, they felt anxious when they couldn't find Jesus. Elijah, the story of Elijah, um, he defeated, I think, did he defeat the army of Baal or something? He defeated an army. But then Delilah, is that her name? She was, at, I should look this up better, you know. She was after him, and he just was like, just take me now, God. Take me. Like, he had this huge season of victory, and then was like overcome with anxiety and fear and depression. And you know what he did? He took a nap. That's powerful right there, ain't it? Because don't you know that perspective can look so different after some sleep? It really can. My perspective can be completely changed after a good night's sleep or a good nap, which naps are not good for me because I wake up groggy and then I don't want to get up and then I sleep too long and then I'm mad and then I don't sleep that night. So 
I've cut out naps during the day because I just, mm. um, you know, also, I mean, what what are the some of the symptoms of anxiety? Well, a racing mind. That's one for me. Either, you know, fear, either warranted or not, just feeling overwhelmed. But there's also physical symptoms, right? Like if we stay in a state of anxiety too much, it affects our health. I heard this on another show. I don't know what it was on, but it was so eye-opening for me. So our um, bodies were not made to be in a constant state of anxiety. It was not made to be in a fight or flight mode to where you're either on the defense or you're running on the offense. You're like scared, so you're running, or you're defensive and you're amped up. It wasn't made for that. When it is in that kind of mode, anxious, um, offended, you know, just worried, um, defensive, certain parts of our body will shut down because the parts that shut down are not needed for your survival. So therefore, like this example was really like eye-opening for me when someone's trying to get pregnant, the worry and anxiety could possibly shut down the, the, um, reproductive organs. Now, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a scientist, but the person I was listening to, I think was a doctor, but they were saying how, and they were also talking about like, when we go through a season of stress, we'll lose a lot of hair because we don't need that necessarily the, we don't need that to live. So your body goes into, um, survival mode and it focuses on the things we need to survive, the heart, the lungs, you know, the liver, the kidneys, it focuses on them things and not the rest. I thought that was really interesting. He also said that, you know, um, I don't know, antelope, maybe, no, wildebeest, it's something looks like a deer. They are always in fight or flight mode. They're always looking for the lion. Gazelle, it was a gazelle. So when a gazelle is eating and grazing, it's still kind of looking, right? Um, if a lion comes out and it starts running, the person said that, they'll like have a bowel movement as they're running. And that's because their body is made to be able to run faster so it gets rid of waste. It also is shutting down because it's not needed for survival. The bowels are not needed for survival. I thought that was really interesting because it really does kind of show us how much stress and anxiety hurts our body. You know? I know it causes wrinkles probably. I don't want no wrinkles. I don't want to like live in a state of anxiety because it's not, it's not good for us at all. Um, this is something else that God showed me. I thought this was very interesting. So I don't know if you've felt this way, but during cold months, I am like in a mood. <laughs> I feel anxious. I feel more depressed. I feel um, overwhelmed easily. Well, the thing about, you know, depression could be some of the sun setting earlier and all, but anxiety. Okay, so when we start shaking, when our physical body starts shaking, it sends a message to our brain that we're nervous about something. Okay, so then the brain starts telling the other organs, she's nervous. So the heart starts beating faster. It's all one big, one big thing. I mean, you know, Tony Robbins talks about this a lot. If you're depressed and you walk around with your, your shoulders slumped and looking down and talking low, your physical body is helping that stay that way. 
if you could stand up, look up, smile, talk louder, that physical theology will change. He said motions create emotion. So whatever motion you're in, your emotions can follow that. So when we're cold and shaken, we're telling our mind, because the mind only knows what you tell it. It is not, it's like a computer. It only knows what you put in it. So it's it feels the physicalness of shaking and goes to, oh, she's anxious. Now my heart needs to speed up to combat that because it's fixing to be a fight or flight mode. I thought that was really interesting. Um, very interesting. And we'll talk about that more in a minute. So, you know, the Bible does tell us not to worry, not to fear, to pray about everything. It, it tells us that. Now, how do we do that? How do we do that? Um, it's almost, I mean, it's easier said than done. Because when you're in a state of anxiety and your mind is racing, for me, it's very hard to shut that down and to talk to God. Let's talk about some things that could be causing anxiety outside of it possibly being a chemical imbalance. Because these are some things that I know I have that has caused some anxiety. And maybe you haven't thought of these things. So let's kind of go through through some things. Okay. Number one would be, now, don't throw rocks at me, but walking in sin, okay? Maybe, not deliberately, maybe just, like, knowing. Okay, let me give you an example. So, um, and maybe it ain't even, like, a sin, but, you know, if God told you not to do it, then it's a sin to you, even if it's not one of them black and white sins. Does that make any sense? So let's say that you met a new friend you have a feeling that they're they're not who they say they are, but you feel bad, you know, not being friends with them. And you have plenty of situation to get out of that friendship, but you just, you don't listen. You don't listen to God. I believe you will have anxiety. If you are walking closely with him, you have accepted Jesus as your Savior, the Holy Spirit lives inside of you, that will grieve the Holy Spirit. So to me, that would that gives anxiety. Okay, if you're deliberately walking in a sin, of course there's going to be anxiety there. It's, I mean, if you're a Christian walking in sin, you're grieving the Holy Spirit, you're going to have anxiety. So that's the first thing that I like to check whenever I'm feeling overwhelmed and really can't pinpoint the reason. Okay, have I, you know, is there some unconfessed sin? You know, um, am I doing something that you've told me not to do? Am I, you know... Am I mad at someone you've told me to forgive? Am I giving a silent treatment? Anything like that, I go to God and say, show me. Basically, show me. And I truly believe he does, and he will. Um, he will bring to our mind maybe something that we said or did that we didn't even realize hurt his feelings or grieve the Holy Spirit. We can agree with him. That's what confession is, agreeing that it was wrong. Repent, say, I'm sorry, let it go. That will free up some of that anxiety. I truly believe that. And I truly believe we don't want to ask God to show us sometimes. I know I don't. I'm like, oh, I know what he's going to say. I know what he's going to say. There was, um, I had a, uh, well, an app, Snapchat. And I just knew he didn't want me on it. I mean, anybody else might be fine for. For me personally, I knew. And so, you know, that's one of the things that is not black and white. It's not in the Bible. Well, I kept, oh, it's okay, it's okay. Until 
finally I was like, I'm tired of feeling like anxious about this for no reason. There was no reason. There was no reason I needed to keep it. There was no reason that I was saying, no, I don't want to get rid of it. I think it was pride for me because, you know, they take pretty pictures. They have pretty filters, maybe. I don't know. Anyways, when I finally decided to, because I'm, I mean, it's been like probably two years. I'll turn it off, turn it on, turn it off, turn it on. When I finally was like, okay, I'm tired of like fighting with this. I haven't missed it at all. I haven't felt that burden. I haven't wanted to go remake a new one. And that's just a little example. That is not for anybody who has that app or anything like that. That just was an example. But I had anxiety as I was struggling obeying. Another thing, lack of trust. When we don't trust him, when we don't trust him, of course, that's going to give us anxiety because what? We are trusted in fear. And fear is the devil's twisted form of faith. So when I'm not trusting him for something, when I'm fearful and anxious, that, of course, is going to cause anxiety because fear causes anxiety. So I want to check that. Okay, God, is something like, even today, I had something really bothering me. I was starting to let it worry me. I was kind of going over the scenarios in my head. I'm like, no, no. Okay, God, I'm going to trust you. Stop this situation right now. Fix it. I'm not going to stress about it because let's just think, let's just talk this out. A situation, a lot of situations we have no control over, none. We cannot do anything about it except pray. A family member gets cancer, a family member gets sick, someone gets COVID. You can't, you cannot physically stop that. You cannot physically do anything about it except pray and give it to God. But not trusting him to take care of it is going to have anxiety in our life. So then I check, also check that a lot. Like, is there anywhere I don't trust you? You know, and this might not even be with a person. This could be in controlling our life. Like, do I trust him with my kids to take care of me? Do I trust him if something was to happen? Do I trust him to make this job work out? Do I trust him to work on this problem I've given him? Like, all of these things. I'll give you a little um tip what we can do in that situation just a minute when we go through our practical things we can do another another form of anxiety we are in a spiritual battle point blank god showed that to me this morning whenever i was thinking all right what is going on here because i had some situation like a couple like two or three situations in the last two days that i'm like what's going like things that could kind of cause me to worry kind of have some aggravation towards bitterness towards he showed me i was in the bathroom i wasn't on the toilet but i was standing up in the bathroom i was standing in the bathroom and it was like it just kind of hit me like duh spiritual battle duh <laughs> i don't know if god told me duh or not but that's what i heard okay we are in a spiritual battle okay we're going to give you the practical tip on that in a minute but another thing is what am i eating and drinking what am i chewing on lots of caffeine that'll for sure cause anxiety to be worse Sugar, that high rush of sugar and then a sudden drop will cause anxiety because your heart rate is going up and down. Um, What am I watching and listening to? Where am I getting my information from? Am I watching other people's lives? Am I listening to the news? Am I um, seeing people be mean to each other online? I mean, what am I watching and listening to? Okay. that I mean, these things... Are common sense, but I think we forget them sometimes. I really, I know I do. I, I honestly do. So here is some practical tips that you can do. Write these things down. Go ahead and write them down. Write down a checklist. 
Is there unconfessed sin? Am I not trusting God with something? Spiritual battle is always warring. What have I ate and drank lately? Have I gotten outside and gotten some fresh air? What am I watching listening to? Write them things down. You know I tell you all the time, there's power in a post-it note. Post that and stick it wherever you spend the most time, where you feel the most anxious, so that you can go through your checklist and kind of slow down your mind to think of these things. That's, That's the main thing, is our mind is racing and we don't think. And when we slow it down to think and we're aware of it, self-awareness is huge. The enemy don't want us to be aware of anything. He wants to just go about our business like robots. Because if we do, we sure ain't pointing people to God, right? Oh, I got a good story on that. I'll tell you that in a minute. Um, write it down on the post-it note. Put it wherever you feel the most anxiety as a checklist, okay? Just to run through in your mind. And then you take action on them things. If there's an unconfessed sin, take care of it. Confess it, repent it, do what he tells you to do. If you feel like you are not trusting God in an area, repent. Just confess it and repent it. Give it to him. Spiritual battle, just know you're always in a spiritual battle. Okay? Um, what are you eating and drinking? Change it. What are you watching and listening to? Change it. Also, the lack of trust thing, here's something that I do. If I have a worry and I keep feeling like it's coming to my mind and it's over and over again, I will write it down and I have a box, like a clear box that I'll put it in and I will pray over it and put it in that. That doesn't mean I don't ever pray over it again, but when I do pray, I'm like, God, I know you're taking care of it. I know you hear me. I know that you're listening. And then anytime the enemy tries to make it come in my mind that I'm worried about it, I just visualize myself. Now I put it in the box. God has it. I'm not going to take it back. He has it. The verse that says, cast all your cares on him. I've done TikToks on this about it, I think. I need to do another one. But God gave me a vision one time. A cast of a fishing pole is you cast it out into the pond. Now, our pond has moss and all that on the top. So if you cast that fishing pole out and you keep reeling it in, your hook is going to have all that moss and gross junk on it because you're pulling it in before it's ready. You didn't have a bite on it, right? If you cast that and leave it, you catch a big fish. If we cast our care on him and we leave it, he will take care of it. If we keep pulling it up, we're going to have that yucky moss junk on it, okay? Spiritual battle, you should be putting on your, um, we should, I should, I'm not saying we, I'm not saying you, I'm saying Christina. Put on your spiritual armor every day. Spiritual battle is true. Would you run into a war zone without a gun, a helmet, a bulletproof jacket? No, but yet every single day we go about our business and me included, forget to put on that spiritual armor. It is given to us for a reason. Prayer and praise are powerful. Worship instead of worry is huge. Huge. That is basically telling the enemy, God's got me. Because he's the one shooting the darts at you. You know? How much, if we think about a bully in school, does a bully pick on someone who knows where their strength comes from does a bully pick on someone who knows that there's an older brother coming to kick their butt if they don't stop or does a bully pick on someone who is timid and shy and scared and doesn't have any backup that's how the enemy is when we walk in the confidence of who our god is and the authority that he has and that he has passed on to us towards the enemy he'll 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 learn he sees it does that mean he's going to go away forever? No, he finds another little thing to, to poke us with. But we have to be aware. Self-awareness is just majorly. 
And then the eating and drinking and what do you watch, listen to them are easy fixes. Now, I am not. I am preaching the choir here, I guess, because Christina will know she don't need to drink so much caffeine, and Christina will go get caffeine. <laughs> so I know it. I tell my hair people, do as I say, not as I do. Because I'm going to change my hair color, but I tell you, you don't need to change it that much, okay? <laughs> All right. So there's power in the post-it note, right? Write down verses and post them everywhere. I just ordered um, some free prints. It's like an app, freeprint.com or something like that. You pay for the shipping. But I downloaded some of my favorite verses, and um, I'm going to print them out as pictures. I'm going to put them all on my back salon room just to remind me of thinking things. I uh, print out the one about thinking upon things that are pure, noble, true, things of above and not below. I wrote down the, or I had the verse printed out about the worry, don't worry, pray in every season, um, seek ye first the kingdom of God. I, wrote, I had all these verses printed out, and I'm going to post them everywhere. But you could do that on a post-it note. You could do it on a post-it note. Um, also, I keep hearing people come in and out. I think my kids are home, husband's home, everybody's home now. Okay. The second one kind of goes to the other things I told you to write down, face it, search yourself, ask yourself questions. You know what I like to do also is like a what if scenario. Like if I'm really anxious about something, because a lot of times the things that we're anxious about don't actually happen. But if I'm really, what if, what if that did happen? Like I let myself think, see the enemy likes to make us feel numb and not face things because you cannot conquer something you are not going to face. You cannot conquer something you will not confront. So if I don't figure it out or journal journaling is very powerful i'll just learn all kind of things just writing to myself or writing to god but if i don't then he has it kind of in the dark and like dangles it over my head so face it search it ask god ask yourself questions like is this that i'm believing true is it what does the bible say about it okay is Am I walking in a sin? Am I doing something he told me not to do? Am I doing something he told me? Am I not doing something he told me to do? Because, you know, for a long time he told me to start this podcast. And I just kept on putting it off, putting it off while I had anxiety about it. And then when I did start it, I had more anxiety. I couldn't make myself turn on the microphone. It was crazy. And when I realized it was spiritual battle, that the enemy was keeping me like in a state of almost panic and feeling overwhelmed for what? Turn on the microphone? But I went two weeks, ready to start, would not start. That was spiritual warfare. And when I realized it, there was power, power in it when I realized it. I was like, oh, okay, okay. There's something about knowing, right? If you know somebody's going to come into your home and rob you, you're going to be prepared, right? But if you're standing with your back face against the door and somebody comes in, that's, I mean, there's just something about knowing, right? So seeing why you're feeling anxious, kind of letting it, like dissecting it, is very powerful, okay? God is there to talk to us. The Holy Spirit lives inside of us to show us. So ask questions. Ask God what is going on. He will show you. I truly believe that. Also, Find a trusted Christian friend. A different perspective on things can just change a look, 
change a walk, change a look, not a look, but you know what I'm saying, like a look on it, I guess is what I meant, because like, not like a face look, but anyways, a different person, I know I have been talking to friends, and I've said something to them, and I have seen the look in their eye, like, oh, oh, and I know people have said things to me that have changed everything, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad, I mean, I'll tell you the story I happened yesterday. I was in a store. I knew the girl behind the cash register. Um, the man in front of me walked up, and she had told him to, like, to go around the counter to do something. I think he thought she said it rude. He gave her a look. She thought he was rude. I could feel the tension in it. Since I knew her, I was like, hey, what's going on? You could feel the tension. And I was like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. And so she's like, nothing's wrong. Nothing. I was singing before this. I mean, like, she, you could feel it. So he walked off. She was steady talking about it, talking about it to me, talking about it to another girl. It really upset her. And I think it's because she didn't think she had said anything out of line. She felt like his look was out of line. Maybe his look was just a look. Who knows? Nobody knows. The enemy uses offenses all the time, right? So she was just getting all, you know, like I could tell. And I was like, listen now. I said, listen, don't let that have your energy. I know, Chris, but I was I was doing good. I was singing. Don't let it have your energy. Don't let it have your energy. And she's like, I know, I know, I know. But, I mean, what is his problem? I said, listen to me. Now, listen. What if the enemy sent him in here today to get you all up, worked up in your feelings because he saw you blessing people all morning by being kind, being in a good mood, and singing. And he is fixing to steal your day. And I saw the light bulb. I saw it go off in her eyes. She was like, what? Okay. Okay. See, if the enemy can do that, he's going to do that. He is. And why? That is his job to stop us from spreading the love of God, right? So her seeing that, I think kids are coming in here, from just a different perspective, hopefully changed her whole day because she was, you know, blessing people. The enemy don't like that. He don't like that. And I'm, you know, I was kind of hesitant to share that because I don't want anybody to think I'm saying, oh, the enemy uses, uses, what if he used me and I don't know it? I mean, I don't know this man's heart. He might not even have meant to. Let's say the man did not mean to at all. The enemy still whispered in her ear, did you see the way he looked at you? So it might not have even been the guy that was doing anything wrong, but the enemy's going to whisper in your ear. You see that? You see what he said? You see what they did? You see what they think about you? Mm-hmm. They don't, believe, they don't think you can do that. They don't think you're able to do that. You better show them. Then you get all up in pride and your ego, and that's just a whole nother, a whole nother problem. So anyways, <laughs> I hope this helps somebody. I hope this helps somebody. I, don't, I didn't mean to go over 30 minutes, but I was just passionate because it was much needed, right? So let's pray. Dear Father, thank you that we can come to you at any time. We come to you in a heart of worship. Worship for who you are what you've done for us. Thank you. You are the creator. You're the beginning and end. You're the Alpha and Omega. We praise you and we worship you. You are worthy of all of our praise. And I just ask that you just touch every single person listening to this, that you show them what is going on, where the heaviness is coming from, where the fear and anxiety and worry is. Show them that you're there for them. And I pray that they have the courage to go to you, to do some self-evaluation, to find a Christian friend that they can open up to. Thank you for Jesus. 
Thank you for the Holy Spirit. And thank you for loving us so much more than we deserve. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.